0: guys, welcome back to Iwas Talk Pod. I'm your host, Iwa Tumayeda. And as usual, if you have any thoughts concerning the previous episodes that I have released, please let me know about them. You could hashtag Iwas Talk Pod on Twitter or simply at Iwas Talk Pod, and I will be seeing your thoughts and interacting with them. So I had a different topic, uh, in mind to record, but I changed it because I felt like this was more pressing and maybe you guys will see, you guys will see it that way as well. So there'll be five, five episodes for this season. There'll be just one more after this one and I can wrap the season up and start my own festivities. The topic I have today is the state of Nigeria's tertiary education. Boom, boom, boom. Depending on who you ask, you get varied answers on how people feel about tertiary education in Nigeria. Getting a tertiary education in Nigeria, you see the thinking rich—they are not in this uh, pool of people because they never see Nigeria as a choice in educating their children. That alone should tell you the situation of tertiary education in Nigeria. That. Getting an education post uh, secondary school in Nigeria is more or less certainly for less. You see, getting a tertiary education it gives the opportunity for a better paying jobs, a better life, better understanding of the world we live in, and access to interpersonal relationships that you know that are limited to campus life. Before I go further, uh, tertiary education is referred to as A third stage or a third level education following one secondary school education it can be graduate or postgraduate level so for nigeria we have um institutions like polytechnics colleges of education vocational training centers and universities whether private or public or state-owned you know So when you finish secondary school you're charged with picking what uni you want to attend your choices are either a state-owned university a federal university or a primarily owned institution keeping in mind that primary and secondary education in nigeria already is weak people try to pick the best options available while also considering putting their financial situation into consideration if you intend to make the jam cut off for a university your first two choices out of four will be the ones you don't mind attending then a college of education or a polytechnic if you're well-off nigeria is not a choice but another type of well-off people they pick private universities and their parents you know sort out the admission or something the rest are left to gamble for space in federal universities or state universities um, you see, we're not here to discuss the admission process. I'd like to just paint what life on campus in the Nigeria campus is. I attended the University of Ibadan, and I can say for me and others who attended that, like, the fees were quite cheap. As I said earlier, picking uni is, should be based on how much you are, you are able to pay for your education. So, you see, you, federal universities, where fees are lower, they have more students than Universities than private universities. So, for public universities like my school, uh, either federal or state owned, there's a uh, free exit and entry up till midnight. There's more activities and groups in comparison to private unions. There are more programs and courses available to choose from because, like you know, only the government can afford to provide a variety of uh, courses. And again, there is also plenty strike. Plenty, plenty strike. I can say for myself that if you didn't experience anything in public universities, you would experience strike. The wasting of your time by the people you paid money to who refuse to pay those they've employed to teach you. You see, the country has been showing signs that it doesn't bother about educating its future. So it doesn't bother to pay those employed to teach, you know, the leaders of tomorrow. This is why some people, some people, they rather break their back to pay for their children to go to private schools so that the four years can be four years. There is no security on your, graduate, on your graduating year if you attend a federal or state university. Well, most people that you ask will say that quality education in Nigeria can be found in federal universities. Me, I'll give them score one for variety because in comparison to private universities, They have a bigger pool of courses to pick from. You notice that most private universities, their courses are quite limited. They don't have as much options as federal or state universities do. And that's just because, like like I said before, the government is able to pay more people to teach more courses, or they are supposed to be able to pay more people to teach more courses. But it is undeniable that like our curriculum needs a revisit because some research and teaching methods are very outdated. In fact, as of the 8th of November this month, Covenant University has outranked University of Ibadan and University of Lagos in the world ranking because University of Lagos and University of Ibadan were both leading in, you know, the best schools, the best places to get a quality tertiary education in Nigeria, this shows that there is a decay (laughs) in the quality of education that federal universities are giving because it cannot be that, oh my God, Comunic University got so good these days and then, you know, they've overtaken. It just shows that, like, there's a problem and it needs to be addressed. But coming back to private universities, we see that The majority of them are tertiary and religious institutions. They double as a tertiary institution and a religious institution. You see Bowen, Convenants, Redeemers, Babcock, so on. Now, I know Babcock and Redeemers don't teach philosophy as a course. So I wonder how their law students take um, argument and critical thinking. Because when I was in... I studied philosophy... And in my first year and my second year, there were some mandatory philosophy courses that law students had to take. So I don't know if such courses are available for to be taught in those private universities because you know philosophy is a touchy sub subject and it's a touchy course and sometimes it can shake the foundation of you know religious institutions sometimes. Another characteristics of um, private universities is the lack of free entry and exits, you know, as opposed to public universities. For me, I was able to leave school as I please. In fact, you live off campus for most people because there's no space in hostels. You would have to scuffle and, you know, hustle for hostel space. A lot of people never get it. In fact, it's not possible for them to house all the people plus all the newcomers that are coming so as a returning students you'd have to hustle for space after they've given new students rooms so now I don't that does not um it does not apply to private school students you cannot live off campus you cannot even go you cannot leave campus without telling anyone without, without getting exit permits all that I hear some people, they have to document the number of piercings they have, <laughs> the number of tattoos that they have. You know, they have to document. And they have to give you a reason if you want to leave, if you want to come back. You know, all these qualities make them re- be referred to as a glorified secondary board in school. For me, I was in the Faculty of Arts. There was freedom of expression in how I dress. It <laughs> reflected a lot. I used my freedom of expression. I utilized it. I made the best of it. In fact, almost misused it. And this opportunity is not available for private school students. You know, they are very controlled. Their dressing is controlled because, like I said, most double as religious institutions. If I attended a private tertiary institution that doubles as a religious institution, I would know and I would understand that I signed up to present myself, you know, in a certain light as a morally upright person in the sense that the religion stipulates, you know. But I doubt that this should give them, you know, rights to drug tests or count piercings or everything. Now there's an issue in public universities nowadays. There's this new trend where school administrations have been imposing moral standards and rules on its students. No hair dye, no slippers, no nose piercings or tattoos, no ankle chain, a given length of skirts on female students. I'm really confused about that one. A particular hairstyle on male students, you know, so on and so forth. This is already a type of profiling, you know, the slots the thugs, those are worthy of an education and those that are not. And the idea that only a certain type of people can receive an education is totally defeats the purpose of federal and state governments building tertiary institutions because the market that they sell, what they advertise is that, oh, this is an all-encompassing compound, just come any type of person from different walks of life, different religion, different tribes, there's always a place for you people that are inclined in different ways. There's space for you to express yourself, you understand. That's the market that federal institutions, that's what they sell. That's what te- federal tertiary institutions and state institutions, the inclusion, the ability you to know, express yourself. That's the market that they sell. And they started to take away those features from the public tertiary institutions we do not have refuge in the government when university administrations start to threaten the comforts the lives of students on campuses i'll give you an an example so the first time that i ever had to you know stop going to class it wasn't even a strike i was in my first year it was in 2017 my understanding was that the previous year before i gained admission people paid for their school ID cards. And this is that like, you pay it with your school fees, Is in your school fees, is non-negotiable. Everyone that you see that is on campus has paid for their ID cards. If they are able to stay in class and sit down, it means they've paid for their school fees and automatically have paid for their school ID cards. So when I resumed, I also paid for my school fees, including my school ID card. And then the first semester, Nothing. No, no ID cards. And then the newly elected uh, student union president, Remy. He uh, so he organised the protest here because this is the second year now. We paid last year. We've paid this year. People are not taking their cards to the exam hall to identify if or not they truly are. Well, forget about that one. We actually paid for something. Why have we not gotten it? So he staged a protest. People protested. You know, I was not there, but I supported it. And then the VC just—he released the—he um, released the notice. Oh, he doesn't want to see any students on campus by six. No hostel, Mott's house, any student. Everyone should leave campus by six p.m. this evening. It was crazy because—is he allowed to do that? No. But did he do it? yes and then for three weeks it sat down so that was my first experience of being sent home it wasn't even because of strike it was to today those two years i don't think they gave an account for what they used the money for see before i felt helpless uh due to the end protest i felt helpless as you know a youth and a citizen of this country i felt that helplessness way before you know it was defeating that oh we tried to you know exercise a peaceful protest thingy and we were so shut down so i i'm you know i always complain i always, always mention it to my mom my friends when i resumed ui it was really green there were trees everywhere you know on each side of the road until i graduated you know they've been cutting down the trees not so subtly you know very quite rapidly they're cutting down the trees and my mom always, every time I mention anything about school, she always tells me, oh, write about it. <laughs> you can't do that. I already know what it felt like if I criticize the school that I'm attending. You know, I know what to expect. And then you, you hear it, everybody say so you receive STC letter and then you be summoned. And most people never survive an STC summoning. Even if I find it, ignorant and backward that an educational institution is cutting down trees that are lining up a street can i speak about it without fear of sanction no if the student leader of my uh, school student union was expelled and the union suspended for protesting against unavailability of id cards that we paid for how much more what can happen to me that i'm talking about them so we understand that Student unions are no longer as radical and and uh, vibrant as they were during the military regime, where they were fighting for power to be handed back over to the people to rule the country. Nowadays, they are easily suspended, removed. They are even changed from being governments to just being ceremonial position. I know that like nothing radical ever happened in my school after that. In comparison to like let's say OAU, you say oh has the right rad- it still has the radical spirit in comparison to other public universities ui is seen as very docile you know that we don't have any like our student union body where we are scared we're lazy we don't have the adult spirit and it's true women tried to bring that back and it was shut down immediately so you can see it's obviously is a tactic that works because no one ever grumbled or mentioned anything again after that. So it's easy to guess that the decay in tertiary education did not just start recently. And it, um, it started a while back because you can see the kind of people that are in power that claim to be educated can see that like they must have received one kind of education that is not all right let's take for example (laughs) quick example cbn governor announcing the change of notes without informing the ministry of finance another example that i wanted to bring up is the minister of education pushing for the removal of sex education from syllabuses because he says it does more harm (laughs) than good in an overpopulated country so he said quoting him there are three ways through which sex education could be profitably imparted on adults first is instinctual that is very wrong in fact people have always said that you should not any knowledge of sex should not come from your instincts because majority of the time people have very uh very skewed idea of what sex is and what happens and then eventually you have a lot of unlearning to do when you figure this out by yourself. Continuing, instincts will be the first teacher for you as regards to sex and other things when the time comes. That's also false because it's best to teach sex education to children at every age, especially because You know that there's this um, study that found that children cannot, when they're assaulted, they cannot tell anyone because they do not have the words to express it or they do not have knowledge of it to be able to know that whatever happened to them is wrong. So sex education is needed, even to people that you would think that are too young. Because as someone who has been put in place, you should understand that kids they already dabble into this thing it's not wrong or right it's just a curiosity it happens it is best that you explain what this is you they understand the consequences of it and then you don't threaten because you see you have like more positive outcome when you properly educate children on these things other than you put the fear of it in their heart and they have to go and figure it out you know out outside And then someone is convincing them that it's not all that bad and then it's an adult and it's taking advantage of them another reason why sex education is needed for even children for going on he says uh, second is through socialization third is through religious and cultural instructions first of all the school the school is an agent of socialization so exactly why is he denying the school the opportunity to teach children and teach students sex education. Also the third one, I have a problem with religious institutions and cultural institutions instructing people on sex or, you know, giving sex education out to people because it would always be within the confines of a religion. There would be no objective... um, There will be no objective view on issues like, you know, abortion, rape within a marriage, fact, zero conversation about female pleasure, consent in, you know, even random relationships, birth control, so on and so forth. Very dangerous for sex education to be taught by religious institutions because you know that there would always be a bias. It would not be objective and it defeats the purpose entirely and it's quite embarrassing that while people are fighting for you know a better curriculum on sex education to be taught to you know to even be brought down to like junior secondary school level secondary school level while people are fighting for that the minister of education is fighting that it totally should be removed from the syllabus because there were even some arguments where they say okay they will review it you know and present some that are more, what's the word, comfortable to be taught to students. He's saying, no, 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 remove the whole thing. Um, I'll add the link. I think I use a Sun News um, link to quote him. I'll add the link on my Twitter, so you can just go and see what your minister of education feels about sex education being on the syllabus. The educational sector is one of the many sectors in Nigeria that suffers due to being handled by incompetent people who are simply there because there's a vacancy and they can make money. You probably know the person that is in the presidency and there's a vacancy open and you just take up the ministerial post. You have nothing to give for everything to take away. Hopefully, in a few years, when we come and revisit the state of tertiary education in Nigeria, we would have something favorable to say. Thank you guys so much for staying with me on this one. I'll see you again next time. Please do not forget to hashtag IwasThorport if you have anything to say about the state of Nigeria's tertiary education. I'll see you. In two weeks, I know this last one. I almost took a month safe. Be the best lazy person in the world. <laughs> anyway, see you guys in two weeks. Hopefully, I love you. Bye bye.